everyone. Welcome back to I Don't Finish the Drama I Started. As always, I'm your host, Nini. And much like the title of this podcast, I had no trouble starting the NBC Netflix drama tomorrow, but had all the trouble in the world finishing it. So after a very long hiatus away, I dug deep and focused on my main two motivations for reaching the conclusion of this drama. My love for Roan and my desire to get to the bottom of the relationship between Gudon and Park Joon-gil. And in today's episode, I will indeed be discussing that answer. As usual with this show, there is a trigger warning, so please tread carefully. Now let's get into it. After finishing the entire series, I really believe that the relationship between Gudon and Park Joon-gil was the ending point that we were trying to get to the entire time. And it's crazy to me that out of 16 episodes, we really only spent the last two getting through that. So honestly, I thought it was kind of just rushed, but that could have been me. But before I get into them, let me try and recap any important points really quickly. Basically, throughout the entirety of the show, we see all three members of the risk management team spiral out of control, and Che Junoon becomes the first member to spiral. Essentially, there's a broker who organizes people online to gather together and end their lives at once. He does this by pretending to also be in a difficult situation and looking for a way out himself. He goes off on his own after pretending to be trying to join the group and does not tell anyone that he's going after the broker. He gets who is who mixed up and after successfully getting most people there to change their mind and leave, he fails to convince the real broker to call things off and eventually gets beaten and tied up in a boarded up room with nitrogen being released into the air. Luckily, Gudan and Imyeonggu manage to save him in time, but after chasing the broker, he beats him to within an inch of his life before Gudan convinces him to stop. The broker shows absolutely zero remorse for what he's done and all the lives he's ended, and then takes poison to try and escape facing any legal consequences. But Kudon tells Che Junoon that their job is to save people no matter what and convinces him to call for an ambulance. Also, coincidentally, Park Joon-gil shows up and after saying some ominous words to the broker, leaves. While being transported to prison, the bus breaks down and as the guards go to check it out, Park Joon-gil comes to claim the broker's life and the bus goes up in flames. Good riddance. We also begin to see the connection between Gudon and Park Joon-gil in this episode. She feigns innocence and the episode ends there. After a breather with pretty low-key cases that included a dog that belonged to Vix's N, the second person to spiral out of control is Im Nyeonggu. He's been following his mom around to ensure that she is safe and that her pregnancy goes well. In episode 11, we learn that when Im Nyeonggu was still in the world of the living, his mom was a former prostitute for a high-ranking official. She had been living diligently after Ringdu was born, but with that official back in town, he calls for her once again. She refuses to be of any use to him and later gets attacked by the official's guards. Ringdu hears of what his mother once was and becomes upset that his mom was once a prostitute and essentially says that he wished he was never born to her. His mother becomes upset by this and ultimately decides to end her own life. Years later, Ringdu is working as essentially a security guard or a manager of an opium den who performs his job really well and gets praised for never using the drug. However, Ringu overhears some men talking about what happened to his mother, something that he didn't previously know, and becomes enraged. He kills the official and his men, and realizing that his ties to his mother have been severed, smokes opium for the first and last time in his life. Also, special note, Gudon was the one who escorted both Im Nyeonggu and his mother to the afterlife. Now, all of this has greatly affected Im Nyeonggu, who has been searching for and watching over his mother in all instances of his reincarnation. It comes to a head in the previous episode, episode 11, when their case deals with sexual assault. 
Due to the similarities between what happened to his mother and what happened to their next case, a girl named Yuni, Im Young-gu's emotions get out of control. As a brief overview, Yuni was out late one night drinking separately, but at the same bar as her twin brother Yoonjae. Yuni leaves early with her friends, and after asking Yoonjae to leave with her a few times, he turns her down and she leaves alone. As she is walking down a dark street, a man comes up beside her, whom she initially believes to be her brother, and proceeds to sort of kidnap her, keep her hostage, and assault her until the next day. Her parents are working hard to get the man prosecuted, but he has no previous offenses and is studying diligently to be a doctor, so everyone is chalking this up as a brief lack in judgment and are blaming Yuni for ruining this promising young man's career. Yoonjae is also constantly protesting his reduced sentence, which brings more attention to Yuni. Obviously, the public is very against her, saying she should have resisted more or that the way she dressed meant she was asking for it and she becomes a shell of herself. Im Rung-gu takes the life sentence and the easy way of life for the culprit to heart. He is living in a nice apartment gifted to him by his family and is seen out drinking with girls often. Rung-gu goes off and beats the guy bloody until Kudon once again steps in to save the day, unfortunately. Eventually, the episode concludes with Gudam posing as Yuni's lawyer and getting the man sentenced to a long jail term. However, this emotional outburst from Im Young-gu leaves him apologetic towards the risk management team and he ends up leaving the department and moving over to work for the sales team. Im Young-gu eventually comes back a few episodes later when Chae Joon-un convinces him to help them save his mom. He appeals to her and her love for her children by saying that her connection to her child will always remain as long as she lives out her lifespan. He also restores her memory for a brief moment at the end of the episode so we can apologize to her and they share a tearful goodbye at the beat. Episode 14 is when we really get into the backstory of Gudon and Park Junggyo. First of all, you should know this. When Junggyo decided to become a reaper, he made the Jade Emperor promise to erase all his memories and lock up his memory books so he couldn't access them. With that knowledge, a long long time ago, Gudon and Park Junggyo met. Gudon rescues Jungil when they are both young after he gets bit by a snake while hunting in the forest and basically from there on out they fall in love. Jungil intends to become a high-ranking military official, which good for him, and this poses really no promise he and Gudon get married in a lavish ceremony. However, years later, barbarians come and attack the village where Gudon lives while Jungil is out fighting them. The barbarians take control of the land, but Gudon manages to escape along with a group of others thanks to her amazing archery skills. When the group manages to find their way back to their occupied territory, they're originally turned away as their country feels that they must have done something special to warrant a safe return. As the guards threaten to execute Gudon as she enters, Park Jung-gil comes and saves the day, but unfortunately, the sentiment towards her and the others who returned is really poor. They call them essentially the returned woman and basically talk about them a lot behind their backs and about what kind of favors they must have granted to the barbarians to come back alive. This causes Park Jung-gil's mother to try and convince him to divorce Gudon to better their family's image. After he refuses, Park Jung-gil's mother speaks to Gudon, hands her a well-concealed knife, and tells her to essentially do the right thing by Jung-gil. Gudon initially holds off on doing anything drastic, but one night, Park Jung-gil overhears other men speaking poorly about Gudon, and he ends up killing them. Gudon is really upset that he has wielded his sword in anger and ends up taking her own life to spare him from doing anything else that is just as drastic, thus severing their ties to one another. In episode 15 and 16, Gudon absolutely loses it. Again, they pull the familiar connection case thing, and this time they have to try and save an idol actress named Chehui, who also happens to be the reincarnation of Gudon's best friend whom she saved from the barbarians. A couple of other idols and actors who have a vendetta against her and her sustained success are working towards bringing her down, which results in severe cyberbullying towards Chehui, and she lands in the hospital with no will to live. 
Chehi ends up escaping from the hospital and Taejunung's watch with the intention of running into traffic. While chasing her down, Gudang comes close to intervening, but Park Chung-gil, who has no idea why she's acting this way and holds no sympathy for Gudang or for the people she saves, forces her to not intervene by using the Reaper's guarantee that she signed towards the beginning of the series. A car accident lands Chehi back in the hospital, and this is when Gudang spirals. Gudang goes on a mission and basically attacks anyone who ever had any ill will towards Chehi. The other celebrity is trying to take her down. The reporters writing false news articles and taking bribes to set her up. The anonymous commentators writing hate comments. The celebrity vloggers making malicious videos about her. You name them, Gudan is there to beat them up. And despite the ability to calm everyone else down when they are at their breaking point, both Im Myung-gu and Chae Junoong and even the Jade Emperor are unable to reel Gudan in. The Jade Emperor decides that with the incoming threat of an uprising led by Ha Su, the king of the underworld, the best course of action is to disband the risk management team, send Im Myung-gu back to sales team, and Chae Junoong back to the editing team, and let Ha Su have his way and arrest Gudan and take her back to the underworld. Unable to allow this to happen, Chae Junoong takes things into his own hands with the help of Im Myung-gu. He decides to get the only person who can help them on his side, Park Joon-gil. To garner his sympathy, Chae drops hints to Park Joon-gil that he needs to use the ability of the sales team to recall his past memories involving Gudong. The sales team has the ability to enter people's dreams, and by entering his own, Park Joon-gil would be able to recall his past and get to the bottom of his relationship with Gudong. After doing so, he steps in between Hadesu and Gudong and allows her to get away before Hadesu can take her to hell. While he's fighting with the King of the Underworld, Chae Junoong and Im Myung-gu manage to both calm Gudan down and help Chae Hee recover. They also, with the help of others at Jumadung, manage to gather all the evidence that Chae Hee needs to sue anyone who ever tried to tear her down. After the ship is rightened, Park Chung-gil takes the fall for Gudan. He tells Hade Su and the Jade Emperor that he used the Reaper's guarantee to set Gudan off and cause the downfall of the risk management team that he so desperately has been wishing for. He also tells Hadesu that he never let Gudan get away, but was simply trying his best to capture her himself to escort back to hell. With Hadesu seemingly on the losing end of things, and with the others back on the Jade Emperor's side, she orders Park Chung-gil to sit in isolation. In the closing minutes of the episode, the Jade Emperor and Gudan meet. Gudan states basically what the whole point of the show is meant to convey, that at the end of the day, the only person who can save you is yourself, and she needed to conclude her history with Park Chung-gil and realize that. She also requests the permanent formation of the risk management team, the promotion of Im Myung-gu to manager, a renovation of their office, and for the number of members on the team to increase. While the Jade Emperor decides to grant all these requests, she tells Gudan that rather than the number of team members increasing, it will be decreasing since it's time for Chae Junoong to go back to the world of the living. Chae Junoong goes back to the world without any fanfare, and honestly, what I thought would become the saddest part of the show was really just insignificant compared to everything else that happened. It was a really quick parting, and it seemed pretty certain that Chae Junoong would be back in Jumadung again. To close out the series, we see Chae Junoong rescue a coworker of his by offering him Chae Hui concert tickets and making plans to go to dinner and to the concert with him. He also meets Gudan, Park Joong-gil, and Im Myung-gu on the rooftop, and obviously doesn't remember them. Park Joong-gil makes a lot of jokes about how he could add another member to the risk management team immediately, but Gudan just says they can wait another 50 years. Which then Im Myung-gu corrects her to say that it's actually something like 49 years and 2 days or whatever. He also meets Gudan, Park Joong-gil, and Im Myung-gu on the rooftop and obviously doesn't remember them. The final scene is them walking away, Chae Joong asking them who they are, and Gudan turning around to tell them that they are Grim Reapers. Overall, I thought the show was just okay. 
I really did appreciate the message behind it all, but it was really hard to digest at some points. Also, I feel like the main drawing point, the relationship between Guran and Park Chung-gil, was left until the very end and then rushed. I mean, that must have been really difficult for Park Chung-gil to come to terms with, and there were basically no moments of reflection from either him on his own or from when Kunan came to visit him in isolation. And while I'm glad they didn't make the parting of Taejun too difficult, that also seemed a little bit brushed off. They just sent him on his way, and that was that. I was really hoping we would get to see him return to Juma Dung one day. In regards to my own personal rating system, I give tomorrow 3 out of 5 stars, which basically means I got through it, but I wasn't necessarily happy about it. If this podcast didn't exist, I probably would have left it open-ended forever. But now, I shall move on to bigger and better things, the show that started it all, Island. With part 2 being 6 episodes long as well, my plan is to review 2 episodes a week over the next 3 weeks. So until next time, whenever that may be, this has been I Don't Finish a Drama, I Start It. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at IDFTD underscore podcast to see if I'll release future episodes on time or not, and have a great weekend.